I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. to your weekly dose of savage reality how is it going today sister it's going all right i'm tired so yeah you i feel that it's good it's been a pretty chill day today i see beyonce tomorrow yay so excited and i also have my new desk chair which is really comfortable so i'm excited about that too yeah your desk chair is cute um I'm not a Beyonce fan, so I don't understand people I know. excited to see Beyonce. I mean, I could... well, who would you be excited to see? Lotto. Okay. Well, she's been here too. Yeah. I just, yeah, people do the most for Beyonce. I just, I really don't understand why, but yeah, that's how I feel about the Taylor Swift people. But you know, oh, teach his own. she is the definition of generic white girl. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of generic white girls, so this week we are getting into episode six. So to catch you up about what has happened thus far, the group is still kind of coming back from Vegas. We are figuring out how do we adjust to this like new normal state of things. So we open and we see Laura Lee and Kristen working together on a scene for what I'm assuming is an audition for Kristen. Doesn't seem like that great of a script or that great of preparation, but you know, maybe it was, not really sure. But then Kristen also reminds us about everybody being in the industry and we see all these different scenes of people doing what they theoretically want to be doing long-term. Yeah, it um, it's interesting how she how she explains all of that and watching it pan to everybody in their different niches. Is that the word? Yeah, yes, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, because we like see Stassi styling Tina. Tom has acted in something that Peter has directed. We also do see Jax in an ad at an optometrist's office. So I guess. He is successful. But you know who we don't then, see in their niche? Who? Sheena. You're silly. Because <laughs> Sheena is in the recording studio attempting to have a singing career. And whatever she's singing, I don't think we ever hear this song. No, it was. On the show or anything, thankfully. It was rough. Very, really. Very. Very rough. Very, very. Yeah. But here we are. So yes, Stassi is an aspiring stylist and she she makes a comment that she's not writing articles for Vogue yet, but that was her aspiration. So in preparation for that, she works on Pandora's online magazine, which what the fuck is an online magazine? It's a blog, right? No, because it would be like an online version of like Vogue or like an online like Teen Vogue. Or I think it's something that you put out to reduce the costs of printing would be my assumption. Oh, have you ever seen this said online magazine? I don't know if I ever looked at the Divine Addiction, but I did read Stassi's what I would then say is a blog later on. <laughs> The Style Diaries by Stassi, so I did read that when it was out. Oh, okay. It was on the magazine page, or is it No, it was separate, yeah. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. Well, so yeah, in this scene, Stassi is working on her column. That's the the word she would prefer to be used. (laughs) For Pandora's online magazine, and Frank is in the room with her as well, and he keeps joking about her writing for a blog (laughs) which 
I mean, it, what is the difference? It kind of is a blog, but hey, whatever. It, it was so funny when he was like, well, I mean, what's the difference between it? And she was like, well, you know, people that are writing blogs, like don't even have any like journalistic integrity or whatever, you know, they just like pull up something online and just type, type, type. And he's like, well, that's what it looks like you're doing. Just pulling up something online and type, type, typing. Right. Like, does she think that writing for the divine addiction that she's exercising, what did you call it? Journalism. Journalism. F- yeah journalistic integrity i don't know i think for she i think she was saying that like people can just write a blog about whatever and people who theoretically are publishing something in an actual like publication typically have to do like research and Uh, have like stuff to back up what they're saying but again if you're writing a style column you don't don't really have to right (laughs) oh gosh so also in this scene (laughs) Frank in his outfit because Frank asked Stassi what she's writing about and she says casual chic and Frank's like well I feel casual chic in my outfit right now (laughs) which the shorts these basketball shorts that are like 12 sizes too big and then like a half button down what do you call that when it's like it because the button down didn't go all the way down it wasn't like a. I think it's just like a Henley I guess okay sure yeah that. and <laughs> it just has like three buttons yes three buttons yes yeah and it was a very it was it was i was like wow you're wearing that out in public on national yeah television. that's disturbing yeah. that's he looked like he just rolled out of bed even if you don't have style like take into account that this is going to air on television so like put in a little bit of effort but you know i can respect that he didn't also, because that is authentically who he is, that and that's is, what we wanted to see. That is who he is, and so also in in this moment, they're in Stassi's bedroom, and we get a glimpse into Stassi's closet, and her shit is fucking everywhere. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, I need to talk to you about that because I need you to put the pole up so she can hang up her clothes." And Frank's like, "Well, we could just sell half of them." donate a portion of them and then hang up the rest (laughs) he's like no i need you to hang the pole and so he hung the pole though and then the pole fell is that what happened so then i think so because i'm assuming that this is her new apartment now i didn't really pay attention but i'm assuming that that's what's happened but also i'm like did the closet not come with poles in it well you know what this happened in my in our closet the other day um i had noticed like that little white piece that the wood sits in mm-hmm. was turned upside down so I sent a picture mm-hmm. of it to Michael and I was like I need your help with this when you get home and he was like you just have to twist the white piece I was like oh <laughs> well <laughs> so maybe that's what all she had to do but didn't know um like I didn't know so that's that's Fair. um but <laughs> Stassi trying to make excuses justify her bad decision in men and she's like you know frank's the type of guy who puts up the pole and it falls down but Jax is the type of guy who doesn't even try to put up the pole (laughs) we definitely need doers we do need doers but i don't know it just i don't know it just seemed like a lot but that is so what else is new yeah um, and then Stassi talks about how she hasn't talked to KK, who is, I'm condensing that to Kristen and Katie, since they left Vegas, which was what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Yeah. So we can assume that's probably like, what, two weeks worth of not talking to them. So, yeah. It is interesting. And so then we move over to Lisa's house and she's having a meeting with her restaurant's publicist. So initially when we were coming into this scene, I was like, why does a restaurant need a publicist? Is that like a big city thing, like a New York, LA thing? Or is that common? It just feels really excessive to me, but I don't know. Maybe a lot of restaurants have publicists. I'm not really sure. It it gives me the vibe that like maybe Sir, remember that show that we talked about, Tabitha's Salon Takeover? Yeah. It's like maybe Sir was really struggling mm. before came in Mm -hmm. and so she's like okay in order to get more business more traffic more flow in here Mm -hmm. 
you get to do a lot of things differently, which one of which would be hiring a publicist. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. We figured that puzzle out. Um, but so Lisa tells us and her publicist that she's excited about the good reviews that they're getting, but she also wants to change up some stuff to hopefully get the restaurant some more exposure. Then Ken, in true Ken fashion, because he will do this many times throughout the show, he just randomly walks in and just drops a bomb. And then he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I've done my job for this season. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he comes in and he says that, there's a rumor going around that Jackson Laura Lee got caught having sex in the bathroom at Sir, which is wild to me. Also, did we need to say that while the publicist was there? I don't know. I was just kind of like, this is probably the last person who should know this information, especially if it's not like out and about in the streets. But I mean, I guess she could help you like proactively work against it if it did make its way out there other than you telling people on national television that that happened in your restaurant. So we probably should have considered that, but again, whatever, it's for the show. Um, and so Lisa's basically just kind of questioning him about how he knows and what's going on. And she is just hot, but I also wondered in this moment, and maybe this is how it's always been even pre-show, or maybe this was more of like a show thing, but why is Lisa the person that has to address the behavior? If she wasn't the one who saw it, and there was, a, am assuming, a manager or someone who was in charge that saw it, why is she the person that has to address it when this clearly happened, like, when she wasn't there? I don't think this is something that I would wait to address. For sure, which I think Ken says that it was security who walked in on them, mm. but clearly there had to have been a manager working on the shift. Right. Oh, granted, if it were Peter, who was the manager on the shift, I could see how maybe that wouldn't be the greatest person to address the issue. That's fair. Um, but so maybe there's a manager there, but not one of the owners. Maybe that's what it was. For sure. Probably. Yeah. But then again, why does that have to be Lisa? But well, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There are three other owners, including Ken. And, you know, maybe, though, maybe maybe it was Lisa because of who it was. Mm. You know, maybe if it were one of the people who we don't see on the show, mm-hmm. like a regular worker, another manager would have addressed it. But because it was Jackson Laura Lee, it's like, and Lisa's, you know, putting the show out there. Sure. It's like, yeah, let's just add that to her plate because <laughs> we got enough shit going on. Right. Here. Like actually <laughs> running this restaurant while we're filming right. a show in it. Exactly. Uh, but yes, so we know that that's going to be something that pops back up later in the episode is how they're going to handle this issue. Yeah, yeah. And and at Sir, we see Stassi and Sheena, because as you all remember, Stassi spent the first, what, three episodes hating Sheena? Mm-hmm. And decided when her friends stopped talking to her that she liked Sheena. So now we're in the phase of Stassi liking Sheena. Mm. Liking Sheena. So they are eating <laughs> before their shift and Stassi's all like, yeah, I, I want to take you out for dinner for like just being a good friend the other night. And Sheena's like, oh, you don't have to do that. And Stassi's like, no, but I want to. And I'm like, Sheena, just like how Stassi told Kristen and Katie, don't fucking fall for a bouquet of flowers as an apology. Sheena, don't believe this girl is actually your friend. Mm-mm. You now, so Stassi has her actual friends. Then she's got her backup friends. And you're like a backup to the backup. Mm-hmm. Just because she's not talking to her real friends right now. But Sheena being as fucking naive yeah. as she is, yeah, just eating it up. Like, oh my gosh, I got finally friends with Stassi. It's so stupid. You know, Sheena is like a spare tire. Not a tire you buy to replace a tire that popped. She is the spare tire because you will only ever use it for a short period of time. That is Sheena in this friendship. That's Sheena on the show. <laughs> the whole 10 seasons. Maybe not all 10, but at least eight of the 10. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dang. Uh-huh. I just thought about that's it. A, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. Sheena the tire. Mm. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so then we see Kristen, who walks by and sees Stassi and Sheena having their fake friend moment, and she goes to Peter in true Kristen fashion, interjecting 
interjecting yeah is that right yeah. interjecting mm-hmm. interjecting herself where her opinion thoughts suggestions are just not needed at all um <laughs> but valid point though mm-hmm. so she's telling Stassi clocked in at six o'clock and six fifteen, and she's sitting down eating a meal with Sheena. So Peter then, as the manager, goes to confront Stassi, like Stassi, do you know what time it is? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you already clocked in. And she's all like, well, I'm just so hungry. And and he's like, you know, I can't have this because if the man, if my manager sees this, da 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 da. And then Kristen walks by. As Peter's having this conversation with Stassi and Sheena, and Kristen's like, well, I'm not talking about Sheena. And I'm like, Kristen, because again, Kristen is what, 30? At least, Ish, at least I would 20. Say, yeah. Right. You are too fucking big, first of all, to be running to your boss for something so idiotic. Like, it's just, for you to be a tattletale in this moment is just unnecessary. And then Stassi claps back at her and is like, Kristen, if you have a problem with me, then just tell me. And then she's all like, well, I'm not a manager. And Stassi, this was, this was pretty golden. Really? <laughs> she was like, you micromanage everybody, Kristen, so you're not going to do it today? <laughs> <laughs> Kristen's like, yeah, I'm not today. I was like, wow, that's terrible. It's yeah, those two. I know. Just Stassi always has the like she just cuts everybody so easily. Her words, yeah, it's amazing. And up until I feel like Ariana, and then I would say Lala too. Until they join the cast, there's nobody that can spar with her verbally ever. Mm -mm. Just literally ever. It's actually kind of sad. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, she never even tries. Ariana because she knows better (laughs) she knows better exactly that's exactly why yeah the way she's tried these other people Uh, it's funny exactly but so then we see Jackson Laura Lee and they appear to be going on a date to this restaurant called Takami but before they sit down to eat they decide that they're going to go to the employee bathroom to have sex like what the fuck did you not just both come from the same place could you not have had sex before you came to dinner what like what are we doing? What is this behavior? I it's odd. Like I could see ch- like teenagers thinking that's fun and exhilarating and exciting and like let's try it. Maybe. But Jack's fucking thirty three, man. And Laura Lee has some screws loose. <laughs> like, come on, be the fucking voice of. I mean, I know that's asking a lot of Jacks, right? But be be mature. Be thirty three in this moment. Hello. And be like, you know, I mean, you can even have sex in the car, your car, not at, at a restaurant, in the bathroom. It's, right. just, it's gross. It's so gross. And yeah. you know what's so funny? I just realized I'm still not as old as Jax was when the show started. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in December, but I'm not there yet. That's funny. I know, That's right? Funny. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so anyways hey have sex and then they decide to come out and they're gonna go down eat dinner Ugh. but so Jax is basically just super into what has happened and so he and Laura Lee sit down and they're just starting to have their conversation and Laura Lee's like you are the most attractive man I have ever dated and I was like really that is what we want to say about this person I mean like okay sure but out of all the things you could have said about him, that's what you start with. Like he's a model, <laughs> duh. But then also she then goes on to say, also, you just always say the right things. It's like, you've been listening to everything I've been saying I've wanted for the past like five years or however long it's been that I've been asking for a man in my life. And I was like, bitch, yes. It's because it's the first two weeks of you dating. When it's easy to do that, like, duh, he's not an idiot. That part, but also... Women, men who are dating men, listening, don't think someone is into you just because of what they say to you. Sure don't. Okay, empty wagons squeak the fucking loudest. I've never heard that saying before. (laughs) Never heard that? No. Really? No. (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, I believe it. It's just I've never heard it. (laughs) And it's a good analogy, though, right? It is, it is. We are are on the wheels today. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So it's like, don't sit there and think that just because someone is schmoozing you with their words, that that means that they're really into you or that they're even partner material. Fucking dumb. People, people who are smooth talkers have perfect. I mean, that's like, it's in a form of manipulation. Really? 1000%. Like they're doing it just to benefit themselves in the long run, which homegirl finds out. But we'll save that for when we get there. <laughs> exactly. And I would also add, you need to wait, I would say, at least six months being with somebody before you can say like, yes, I do want to be committed to this person. Because, and I feel like maybe dad told me this actually, but he said that it takes generally about six months before you have your first fight with somebody. And I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. And sure enough, that's when it happened. And so I didn't know where you were going with that, but that's the comment that Dwan made. That makes sense. Okay. Well, he would, he would know. But also, I was just going to say though, that until you see how you argue with somebody and see what happens and what comes out, you shouldn't want to be like all wrapped up in another human. Like all the infatuation stuff is cool at the beginning, but if you actually like want to be with somebody, you need to see all the things and. Two weeks ain't it. Right. And even if it's not a full six months, but like employers have a 90 day probation period for a reason. Truly. And it's because past, like at the three month mark, it's hot. It's hard for people to continue to hide or to continue to perform, to put on just for the sake of getting the job or getting the girl. Mm-hmm. So like it takes three months. Right. Just wait it out a little bit before you get as invested yeah. in as Laura Lee seems to be in Jax because it's just not it's not good friends for anybody. Very cringe. But we then also see though in Jax's confessional that mm. he knows Laura Lee is a hundred percent into their relationship, but he is not. And so we know that it's just gonna start to unravel. He said, What do he what was this? <laughs> What was the percentage he said? He said, I'm definitely not there. I don't even know if I'm 50% there. Maybe something like that. Yeah. I was like, damn. And she made that comment too. I don't want to keep my hands off of you ever. I was like. It's fatal attraction. She's going to go like boil a rabbit on his stove. Seriously, you've known this. Y'all have been hanging out for 14 days, bro. Literally. (laughs) 14 days. It's crazy. And as we saw in the last episode, he still has been texting Saucy during that time. So it's not even like he's just been focused on you. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And the only reason he's sticking around is because you drag him into restaurant bathrooms to have sex. Truly. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in our next scene, we see KK, Kristen, and Katie at this cycle class. And then Kristen makes the comment in her confessional, there's definitely pressure to be the hottest, thinnest girl at Sir. That's why we work out five days a week. And I'm like, as a 30-year-old Kristen, I would I get LA as just a different beast from everywhere else on the planet. But considering that you're not from there and you're 30, like, can you not be a better role model? You know? I would say if she had said for my career, I know that there are specific standards that models slash actors need to maintain. That's a good point. A hundred percent. I would have believed that, but to relate it back to working at this fucking restaurant that you don't even want to be at. <laughs> No, no, that is not a good reason, my friend. No. Oh, gosh, that's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, so after their cycle class, Katie is telling Kristen that Stassi has agreed to meet up with Katie and talk to Katie. Katie was hoping that all three of them will be able to sit down and talk together, but Stassi, for some reason, isn't ready to talk to Kristen. And so Kristen says in her confessional, like, well, she's probably not ready to talk to me because she knows I'm not just going to sit down and cry and hug it out. But then when we flash back to the scene, she talks about how she wants to cry every time she thinks about Stassi not talking to her. So I'm like, bitch, which is it? You don't give a fuck or you want to cry every time you see Stassi's face? I don't know. Maybe she meant that like, even though she's upset about it, she knows that she wouldn't be able to have a conversation with Stassi that she wants to have because Stassi wouldn't let her say what she needed to say is what I'm assuming. 
Mm. And you know what I just heard in everything that you just said? What? Is that these people are Stassi whipped. Truly. She would allow her to say everything she wanted to say. Bitch, what? You gonna hear what I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. She runs them. She runs them. She does. she does. And they're punks when it comes to Stassi for for quite a while. It's, it's really embarrassing. And especially for you, Kristen, at the age of 30, you're getting punked by a 23-year-old. Who's your best it's friend? Best. Like what? Right. I mean, which is also, I mean, you have older friends, so I can't say that much. I do, but, but I'm mature, and my older friends are mature. That's fair. Stassi, well, but Kristen is Kristen mature? Mm, she seems to be at not. least a little bit in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Oh, man. So then we scoot over to Sir, and we see Jax and Laura Lee. For some reason, both of them behind the bar. And then Diana, who is one of the other managers, comes over and tells both of them that Lisa wants to talk to them. So they come over, they're sitting with Lisa. Lisa's having her, you know, quintessential tea. She's just getting ready to really like rip them a new one. And Lisa tells them that she heard the rumor about them, but she doesn't like outright say what it is. So they're both like acting like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I have no clue what you're saying. (laughs) Basically forcing her to say exactly what it was that they got caught having sex in the bathroom. They still then both look confused and they admit to having sex to call me, but not at sir. And when, when Lisa says, I heard, on good authority, you got caught with your child's down. <laughs> um, Jax is like, where? So like Jax, in by you saying where, that <laughs> that is just like you you just got yourself caught right. in that state. You could, could deny it all you want. But like if it if there weren't even a piece of it that were true, because why would she be talking about y'all having sex to call me? Well, and that's the thing, no one caught y'all like, having sex to call me either. Exactly. Exactly. So you knew what it was, and that's why his response was where here mm-hmm. oh you heard about that yeah bitch she heard about it <laughs> exactly and so then jackson admits to us the audience they like yeah they had sex in the vip bathroom but mm-hmm. he wasn't gonna admit that to lisa and so lisa says you know i didn't catch you doing this and so i can't really do anything about it other than just like say you're on notice but again like I said before, it just makes me wonder why she's the one confronting them. If she isn't the one who saw it or doesn't have the person who saw it like there to say what they saw so that there was something more for them to answer to. But I'm also assuming that maybe she's in charge of like the design and staffing like issues. Again, yeah, I'm not sure, but that's how or it seems to be. Staffing issues for the cast. Members. True. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense too. Yeah. So then she tells Laura Lee that she can go and asks Jax to stay. And it's basically to him like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing <laughs> with her right now? And Jax then has the nerve to say that Laura Lee is not his girlfriend. To which I say, sir, you have told us for now, basically a whole episode and some change that y'all have been together nonstop. To me, that's his relationship. Sure does. And oh, go Laura Lee also says relationship. Right, exactly. And that's what Lisa says. Lisa's like, well, regardless of what you're calling it, she is 100% invested. So, like, you need to make sure that you're careful with her because, again, she like alludes to her addiction issues and the trouble she's had in her past. Like, she is not the type of person that you need to be trying to pull this stuff with and gives him basically kind of like a final warning about his behavior and lets him go. And so, Jack's basically having been confronted by Lisa in that moment I think is starting to realize even more that this move with Laura Lee was not it it was not the one it was not the two but he's here now so right yeah gotta deal with it right exactly yeah so in, in our next scene we see Katie and Stassi having their little sit down conversation I want to highlight that this is yet probably the third time this season of six episodes where we've seen Katie put together multiple words to form multiple (laughs) sentences. (laughs) Which is great for her. That's great. She's getting more comfortable now that the season is almost over. So love that for her. Um, So, you know, they sit down and 
Stassi's telling Katie the floor's on her so she can talk or whatever. And um, Katie is expressing that, like, you know, I was just concerned for you. As she should have been. 100%. Because Stassi makes the comment that Katie is her best friend and how much she missed her. So for someone who's your best friend, they should be able to come to you and express concern about the decisions that you're making, whether you agree with the the concern or not. Right. But then when she said that, I was like, so what the fuck is Kristen? Is she just like the third leg of the tripod, like over here? Like, why is she also not considered a best friend? I don't really understand. I know. I would be very interested to know how the three of them came to be. Yeah. Because even, which a lot has happened, obviously, since this first season, but even when I look at their Instagrams now, like, Stassi um, had a birthday party for Hartford. Mm-hmm. Katie was there, mm-hmm. but Kristen wasn't. Just like Stassi's wedding um, in Rome. Katie was there, Kristen wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I just, it seems like Kristen has always kind of been like replaceable or not a non-factor for Stassi. It's just kind of like, oh, cool if you're here, but if you're not, like, that's great also. Yeah, it's very weird. I always feel like that when you have like a three some of friends mm-hmm. that there's always two people who are better friends than right. yeah. the other person. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that I feel like that situation works out where everyone feels equally invested yeah. in each other. For sure. For sure. And so Katie also says that, you know, of all out of all the things that we've been through, which you is think what? I'm right. Right. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you think I'm just gonna stop giving a shit about you? And Stassi's like, that's how it felt. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, and then Katie points out, like, just because I didn't want to support your quote unquote relationship, and like then too, like she says, you didn't even give me the the time to like warm up to the idea of Frank. Mm-hmm. So and we're, from where Katie's coming from, even though, you know, as a cancer, I understand Stassi's need for loyalty. It's like, you've been, you all have been a group of six because, you know, all of y'all are best friends and you guys are dating each other's partners, best friends, whatever, you know? So for two years and for you to just cut that, you know, kind of abruptly, mm-hmm. right? And then two seconds later, get with this new guy who it seems like no one was fond of, regardless of his relationship with Stassi anyway. So to get upset about that, it's like, uh, you know, I kind of see where Katie's coming from. That's a lot to digest. And that that is going to change the dynamic of your group that you all have solidified for two years. Right. So cut her some slack. You just can't plug in people like that. That's not how it works. Right, right. And just like Stassi said in the first episode, when it was like the girls are, you know, drawn to me, the guys are drawn to Jax. If if Frank had been, if if Stassi and Frank had been a thing from the beginning and say Jax was Frank, would they have had a group as tight knit as they do now or did in that moment? No. Probably because not. Frank seems like a fucking ass wipe. Truly. He just seems like the scum of the fucking earth. Right. I don't understand if he has any friends. Right, and I don't understand why Stassi's attracted to him. He's so ill. Probably just because he gave her attention. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, then I mean, the end of that scene wraps up. Saucy's just talking about how you know she's never been in this position before, so she reacted poorly because she's having to deal with all these lies and she's having to deal with things being taken away from her. And then she's having to deal with her dog. That's not her dog being taken away from her and given to Jax's new girlfriend. And, you know, it's just a lot of melodramatic um, behavior for me. Very much so. She just wanted somebody who was going to suck up to her so that she could forgive them. And then she knew Katie was going to do that, which is why she started with Katie. Yep. And she even said, like, Katie takes things so personal. And that's why she's so emotional about it, Um, which is... Which is true, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she struggled to get there with Kristen as quickly. Exactly. So we then are popping back to Sir for what seems in this episode to be a very like random occurrence. 
And I'm mm. sad that they didn't actually catch this on film because that would have been priceless. So right. Jackson and Peter are at work and they're trying to figure out why Frank isn't working his usual shift at his usual bar and restaurant. So Peter's like, well, I'm going to put my manager hat on and figure it out. So they go over to talk to this guy, Joey, who I don't think we have ever seen on the show or will ever see again, but he had to deliver this very important piece of information to us about what is going on with Frank. So apparently the weekend prior, there were a group of people that had come into the restaurant and Frank was charging them double for drinks instead of charging them to add an extra shot, which is a huge difference. And so Joey tells us that Frank called the guy who came to complain about it, called him and his friends a peasant, told him that if they could not afford to drink there, that they need to go elsewhere. And that if he didn't leave Frank alone, Frank would atomic Melvin him, which if you were like me and didn't know what that meant prior to this show, that just meant that they were going to pull someone's underwear up over their head. So it's like a monster wedgie. And instead of just firing him on the spot, which this is totally a fireable offense, Guillermo, one of the owners, just sent him home, which again is just further proof that Lisa apparently is dealing with disciplinary issues with the cast. So then Stassi and Frank pull up because Lisa has called Frank in for a meeting. But we also learned that Frank, after said meeting, is meeting Stassi's parents for the first time today, which I need to back up because I haven't really processed the fact that they have been dating for maybe two weeks. 14 days. I don't know what it is with this group of 14 days worth of dating. Literally, Stassi's like, oh yeah, you should meet my parents. What? Why? That is in freaking sane. Insane to me. Insane. You don't even know if it's going to be anything with this dude, which we see at the end of this episode that it's ending. And yet you decided that this was the time to introduce him to your parents? Like, what is going on? It's just wild. But so they get to serve in Toyota, in Stassi's Toyota Solera, which is a car I always wanted. It's so cute. They're adorable. I don't know if they even make them anymore, but I really always wanted one. And I wanted a convertible one, but then I got like a little paranoid that like, you know, convertibles, they're not safe. You can have a wreck and die really easily. It, It was like a whole thing in my brain. But as I like to say, I did want that car. So we get to serve and Frank is coming in to meet with Lisa. And so he comes in to sit down with her. She's wearing a see-through shirt for like a firing, which I thought was a weird choice, but okay. It's typical Lisa. And so basically she just starts like laying into Frank about all of the issues that she's had with him. And apparently he's only been working there for like a few months, which I didn't realize when I watched this before, I didn't pay attention to that, I guess. Yeah. And and so one of the issues that she brings up is that he had an issue with Kyle. Is her last name Richardson? Richards. Richards. Mm-hmm. Pause. <laughs> and I'm clearly very late to this. Did did the world know that her that she is sisters with the Hilton girl? Yes. With, what that, the that's fuck? not new. No. I feel like I just saw that and I was like, wait, what? Yes, yes, yes. So the little backstory, sorry, y'all, little tangent. But originally, the concept of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was supposed to be about her, Kathy Hilton, and Kim Richards, her sister. It was supposed to be about the three of them because of their relation to Paris, but obviously, like, all the wealth and whatnot. And then Kathy didn't want to sign on for it because she was still trying to, you know, be mysterious and whatnot. And so Ken and Kyle are doing the show and then bring in all the other women and it turns into a housewives show but originally it wasn't supposed to be one so wait they all they got different parents then so kathy's just married which is why she has a different name but they do have a different dad so kathy's dad is different from kyle and kim's dad but they all have the same mom big kathy Mm -hmm. yeah interesting yeah no if that i could go down a whole like rabbit hole about them they're just such an interesting family because kathy is the oldest then it's kim then it's kyle but i think kyle is like significantly younger than the both of them and kathy and kim are closer 
That explains so much mm-hmm. because Kim is the one that's like a crackhead, right? She's not a crackhead. She was, or she's an alcoholic, but she's not. Oh, she's an alcoholic. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? She's the one with issues. Middle child syndrome. Got it. Yeah. Makes perfect. Makes perfect sense. Anywho, said all that to say, <laughs> Frank had an issue with Kyle. And so I was wondering, was that, was that ever shown on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? The issue? I don't think so. I don't remember it because I don't remember seeing Frank ever not on Vanderpump Rules. Whereas I know like on a couple of episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for like Kyle's parties, we've seen some of the sarcasm before. Um, but no, I don't know what the issue was. I think he was probably just rude to her or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it's funny too, when Lisa walks in and she, she clocks Frank for exactly the way he's feeling. Totally. She's like, are you nervous? You look nervous. And he says, no, but I'm like, nah, nigga, you look nervous as fuck. His <laughs> eyes are like just every which way. And he's just, you know, nervous. Like he's yeah. just doing all these weird movements with his mouth and stuff. And yeah. it's just strange. So yeah. she gives him a chance to explain what happened based on the fact that she was like, you know, I just heard this, but I would like to hear your side of it, which again, nicer than me. Cause I would have been like, you can get the fuck out. And she also makes sure to correct him as he goes. So when he tries to like sugarcoat things or gloss over things, she's like, no, 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 no. Tell me what it actually is. And so Frank then basically just keeps trying to lie about what he said to the customer and then he argues that like if I wasn't a great bartender I wouldn't always get such great tips and Lisa says well they didn't give you a tip and Frank's like well I don't know what they tipped me and Lisa's like well yeah you do because you complained about it and then Frank was like well yeah I know what everybody tipped me and I was like this right here friends is how you catch someone in a lie and make them look like a fool because he just and there was also no reason to lie about that like you just look like an idiot exactly why why would you lie about something so basic and it's so dumb also something that she already knows like you should have walked into the situation once you knew what the meeting was about you should have walked in assuming that she knew everything and prepared to tell the truth or have quit exactly because the fact that i feel i truly think that he thought that he would be able to just smooth it over and that he would get suspended and that things would be fine which i don't know why she barely fucking knows you exactly so respectfully that was dumb but okay and so then like an idiot when lisa says what else did you say that was so funny he gives this little smirk and i was like how fucking egotistical of you you're like getting yelled at by your boss right now your job is in jeopardy and you still think that you were being funny and still think that the shit was funny which it's not you just sound like a loser so he tells Lisa and she has to force him into saying everything that happened. And then he complains that the dude threw a beer on him. And I was like, what did you expect him to do? You're going back and forth with him about all of these prices at the bar. And yet you didn't expect that to happen. That would have been the least of it. I, exactly. It could have went really south. It could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. So he tries arguing with her to no avail. And then Lisa says, you're fired. He tries to back talk her for some reason. And she is not having it. She's not even letting him get a word out. And so he then goes back out and tells Stassi that he's fired. And he's like, wait, are you serious right now? Like what? And at first she thinks he's joking, but he's like, no, 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 this is, this is for real. And he's like, this is the best thing that could have ever happened. And he lies when he tells Stassi about how the situation went down, which. Yeah, that whole bullshit about, yeah, I was going to, I was going to drive the conversation the way I wanted it to go. You didn't even want to fucking talk. Right. Did did we just witness the same experience? (laughs) And then also, you know, you're on camera. Why would you lie? You know, she's going to see exactly what went down a few months from now, but okay, whatever. And I will say another PSA, people who are dating people who do this, who act like this, do not. As my faves, Crystal and Kid Fury of The Read would say, break up with them. Just break up uh, with them and move on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat, which I know the roles are kind of reversed, like by the way they treat the wait staff or whatever. But regardless, like you're in the service industry. I think everyone knows 
when they get their first job at 16, working in a fast food fucking restaurant, the customer is always right, regardless of how that makes you feel. Mm -hmm. So people who are just like outright disrespectful and would say like, he took it to a whole nother level of disrespect. Um, So yeah, like you said, had he said some shit like that to somebody who was black, nigga would have got his ass beat right there. It would have been on site. There would have been no conversation, mm-hmm. no beer thrown, but you probably would have had a broken nose at at the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just can't do that. It's crazy. So they they're leaving this scene and going to meet Stassi's parents, which how fucking awkward, right? You know, you just broke up with this other guy who cheated on you, and now you're bringing in a new boyfriend who is, as of thirty minutes ago, unemployed. Mm. <laughs> so it's crazy. But then also like in Stassi's confessional during the scene when they're on the way to meet her parents she's making this situation about her always because it's all about her as you remember <laughs> she's like what am I gonna do with the crazies every night at work or you know and I'm just like Stassi this man just lost his fucking job but he doesn't seem to about- be concerned about it so that's it that is fair. That is fair. But I also wonder, like, if the if the if the episodes in this scene were shot out of sequence, and that is why she was willing to make up with Katie or wanted to have the conversation, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, fuck, Frank's not going to be at work because he got fired. Mm-hmm. Sheena is my backup to my backup, so I'm really not trying to fuck with her. <laughs> so, let me make up with one of my real friends so I have some sort of an ally at work. Could be. Yeah. So, anywho, they get to the restaurant and we meet Stassi's parents who are divorced. Yeah, and at this point, we've already met her mom. We just haven't met her Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But it seems like they have a really good dynamic yeah. for divorced people. I couldn't imagine our parents doing that. Definitely not. No, it wouldn't happen. No. Not without us in the picture. And, and even, even with then, us in the picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, 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 like if either one of us ever got married, I don't know what that day or the plan or the organization, especially with dad and Tony and mom, it's, it's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. to see that happen if it ever happens. But anyway, so Stassi's parents have been sitting there drinking for two hours. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, which as Stassi points out, in the scene, it's probably a good thing that they were drinking for two hours because the shit that Frank says mm. to them, I'm like, if they were sober, surely that wouldn't have just been like a ha ha ha, you're so funny. Yes. Right? I don't know. I mean, they are from New Orleans, so the drinking for two hours for lunch doesn't like surprise me by for any sure. means, but I don't know. I think even if our parents were drunk and mom obviously can't drink anymore, but like I still don't know that they would have been like, ha, 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 he's unemployed. That's so funny. No, no, no. And so Stassi, like, asked them what they've been drinking, and then Frank makes a comment about how he, that's his favorite drink to mix as a bartender, and then he goes, well, former bartender, Uh (laughs) to break the news that that's, breaking the news that he got fired. Which, again, he didn't even have to say that, like, we didn't even have to talk about this. There would have been no way for them to know until they watched the show, which they were already broken up anyway. So it wouldn't have mattered. I just probably wouldn't have said that. But it's him trying to overcompensate like mm-hmm. times 20 in this moment because then he talks about how he's in in fucking commercial real estate. And so he was just doing sir for shits and giggles. That doesn't even make sense. It did not make sense at all. None, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. And for them to believe it, that was them being drunk. Right, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. So when they talk about why he got fired, Frank tells him the story and is like, you know, if you don't go back over there to your girlfriend, I'm going to embarrass you in front of her by pulling your underwear over your head. And her parents laugh. So fucking weird. It's like, what? Mm-mm. That is that is not someone. If my if I had a child and she came to me with her partner. And that was her partner's explanation as to why they were fired. I'd be like, well, you know what? You can go ahead and exit Mm -hmm. because this is not going to work out between y'all. Hashtag white privilege. Truly, truly. And her dad is like, he gives me like, he voted for Trump twice Mm -hmm. and he's going to vote for him in 2024. Yeah. That's 
the vibes that he gives. Mm-hmm. And that's very fucking sad. Um, so I can't remember what question leads Frank to talking about Stasi having pretty girl syndrome. And they're like, so what's pretty girl syndrome? And he's like, well, she she's such a pretty girl that she knows if she doesn't want to do something, she can find someone else to do it for her. And Stasi's like, well, I mean, a lot of the times you offer and Frank's like, well, it's fine for me to help. But like, sometimes I just want a day off. Like, I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> Which, first of all, I'd be like, Frank, that's all girls. Like, we will all do that. If there is a dude around, or not even a dude, even another girl who's like, yeah, I want to do that. I'll be like, great, please, go for it. Yeah, I'm not like that, but <laughs> a lot of people are. <laughs> I am. Unless it's something that, like, I would want to do. But, like, for example, if I can't, like, open a jar or something, I'll be like, hey, can you please? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, I'm not good at that. I need to work on it. Um. That's that's like mom, because I was talking to her the other day about, uh, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I was telling her like, yeah, I remember when you said sometimes that you think you made us too independent. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I think I did good. But then sometimes I hear y'all talk and I'm like, ooh, maybe I did a little too much. But no, mom, mm-hmm. it's, never too much. No, it's never too much. We will never get taken advantage of. Exactly. I think it's better to have to scale it back right. than to try to find the confidence to be independent truly you know yeah so (laughs) after they talk about Stassi's pretty girl syndrome which also to be meeting someone's parents for the first time I feel like is really fucking disrespectful the way that he said it you know like if he had said it in the tone was like jokingly maybe I could have digested it easier but he was saying it like with some contempt in his voice there is no way that we could have brought Derek or Michael to either of our parents and either of them talk shit about us and our parents be cool with it. That just would not have happened at all. And this this happened with um, when Michael met one of Taylor's boyfriends. He made a joke about hitting Taylor. Michael said- The boyfriend did? Oh my God. Michael said he turned to him. He's like, if you ever put your fucking hands on my daughter, I will kill you. Yes. It's like, why would you joke about something like that? That's not fucking funny. And that's not what you say when you're meeting. No. It's not funny. It's inappropriate. You don't do that. Never. But like, that's definitely not what you say when you're first meeting someone's fucking parents. Fucking weirdos, man. I just wonder, like, who raised you? Who, who raised you? you? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. So Stassi's mom talks about, well, she hasn't always had this syndrome. Crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I also can't see my parents just no, shit on No, she would never just jump in no. and be like, blah, blah, blah. Dad would probably make an inappropriate comment like that. Our mother would never say something so fucking just rude. It's just rude. Um, and her mom says that she was pretty homely in high school. And so we see this picture of Stassi. She's very pale mm-hmm. with like jet black hair. This was before her chin implant. And her mom said that she would come home and eat a loaf of bread from the inside out and just lay on the kitchen floor. Like, why would you say that about your own child? What's the story you tell when they're married? Maybe. maybe, Right, right. Not after them dating for 14 days. So there was that. And so, yeah, Stassi said she got her chin implant and just think life changed for her, which what does it even mean to not have a chin? So I feel like if your face shape is so round, it may look disproportionate. So like if you don't have like a defined chin, it just may look weird. I don't know. I don't have this problem. I have an oval face. So like I have a chin that's there, but it's not like too there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. So they're wrapping up their lunch and then Stassi's dad in true Republican fashion says, you're not a Democrat, are you? <laughs> Frank says no and their parents or her parents are like thank god right he has this blast Saucy's dad has this blast with like a picture of her on one side and then the other side has guns and like embossed on it or something and that's when he's like oh there's guns and he makes the comment and I was like yeah for people who are uneducated it's not that democrats don't believe in the right to bear arms we shouldn't have the right to bear AK-47s 
as everyday fucking civilians because we don't need to. Also, there should be background checks in place in so you can get a gun. Period. You shouldn't just be able to walk in a Walmart, a Walmart, and buy a gun or a Cabela's. Like, that's what I was thinking. Cabela's. I was going to say Calabasas, but I was like, that's not right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, people who don't know the difference, educate your fucking selves before you're like, oh, I'm a Republican because Republicans believe in the right to bear arms. So do Democrats. Sorry. Dummies. That's also not a paid ad, but it could be. Also. <laughs> also, white people should just never say homegirl. Just don't. Like when he says, and pour out one for me, one for my homegirl. Why? That wasn't necessary. Her dad. Her dad says that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Yeah, it was it was a random like throwaway thing, but it was dumb. It was very very dumb. So that seemed to go well, surprisingly. Um, well for white people, right? And so we then shoot over to um brunch with Kristen, Katie, and the Toms after this quick scene with the cute little sir car which again these are random scenes that just bravo throws in there but i was like oh my god it's such like a cute little pink convertible situation i would love to just walk outside to that as a gift i probably never drive it but it was adorable but anyways so at brunch katie comments in her confessional on how the group is only a foursome and how it sucks and i was like Okay, I think we really need to reevaluate because in general, I feel like doing things in a group of four is much easier than doing things in a group of six. It's easier to get yeah. reservations. You don't have to like all pay on one card. There's just so many things that are easier. Also, it's just not that deep. It's not. It's not. It's not. Also, Jackson yeah. Stassi probably could come. It's not like they were getting along anyway. So it would be more of the exactly. same. <laughs> exactly but Jax randomly calls Kristen to tell him that Frank got fired and I thought Kristen had put him on speakerphone but either she did and they just weren't paying attention or she didn't actually and it just looked like she did but either way they then start reacting after Kristen tells them the news of what has happened and again, that's the part when we find out that Frank has only worked at Sir for a few months. And so I was wondering, do we think that he got hired to be like in the background for the show and he just ended up becoming a cast member because he started dating Stassi? Or do you think he was just a luck of the draw type of person, like right place, right time? I think he was probably a luck of the draw type person. And then once he saw the show happening, he was probably like devising a plan to to get in fair fair as people do and right. sometimes it like works and sometimes yeah it doesn't. yeah he does he's got those little beady eyes mm-hmm. looks like someone you can't trust exactly and so then for some reason they start theorizing about whether or not they think jock jacks and stassi are ever going to get back together even though they are both currently still in relationships with other people <laughs> but basically they are talking about how they're both such crybabies and they have a lot of common. And I was like, Sandoval, you're one to fucking talk because I believe that you, outside of maybe this first season, cry multiple times every other season of this show. 1,000%. Yeah. He's a punk. We hate Sandoval. Truly. Um, yeah. So now we're wrapping up this episode. And if you all remember at the beginning of the episode... Stassi and Frank had their little, not argument, I'll say, but, you know, there was some tension because he was referring to the magazine column as a blog post, which, as we have come to determine, it's tomato, tomato. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now Frank and Stassi are sitting down in Stassi's apartment, and Frank's talking about how he had bought into this place in Huntington Beach, which... Huntington Beach is fucking expensive. Correct. So you bought that with the money that you had from your three months at Sir, or like you brought into it before you started working at Sir, because then there would have been no need to work at Sir. Makes no sense. Right. Matthew, Matthew. But right. Make it make sense. Yeah. Stassi is like trying to poke holes in it. And Frank, you can tell he's getting irritated. And I think that's what escalates him to the point that we get to by the end of the episode mm-hmm. so then Stassi says something about him getting fired getting himself fired and then Frank says I made the decision 
to get fired. And Saucy's like, no, you didn't. And he was like, no, I said what I said to the customer because I knew it would get me fired. No, no, sir. And then why wouldn't you just quit if you right. didn't want to be there? And the fact that she's even entertaining this conversation going this way is wild. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so then Saucy's like, oh, yeah, my mom, she wanted to know how you felt like it went. Um and Frank is like very dry. He says everything went as expected. He's as such like an he's asshole. Like, so Stassi wants him to elaborate and give more specific details because this is the first time that you're meeting her parents. So rightfully so, like what were your true thoughts on the experience? Also, why they didn't talk about that like right after they left? I mean, that would have been like a car conversation. Exactly. And this is at least a day after, if not more. So right. Yeah, it's strange. Um, so then Frank is like, well, I can tell that you and your mom are very similar and your dad serves under the reign of your mom, as do I with you. <laughs> like what kind of analogy is that? Right, I know. And then he goes in to continue to, com- then he starts complaining again about basically this pretty girl syndrome that she has. Um, and then she, he makes the comment like, you think I li- I like driving Miss Miss Daisy around? And Stassi is like, I didn't, I don't ask you to do any of these, uh, any of these things. And Frank's like, yeah, you do. And she's like, I didn't ask you to be here today. And he was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> And because Frank is such an asshole, that probably is the truth. Like, I highly doubt that he's just going to, like, make the shit up. No. Um, no. But also, Frank, you probably had a call time to be there. So, like. Right. And also knowing that, like, y'all have been together again. What we've established is maybe two weeks at this point. There's no way y'all should be arguing this much. No. And this is their second argument, basically, of the episode. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, how? Mm -hmm. How? Why? Mm -hmm. Yeah destined for failure this this mm-hmm. right here so then Stassi gets really fed up with that whole driving Miss Daisy comment and so she goes outside to cry and smoke and so Frank <laughs> behind her <laughs> and she yells to him not to leave and Frank is like you're acting crazy basically and then he also basically calls her an energy vampire because he's like dealing with you is really fucking exhausting and then he also alludes to the fact that Saucy is very selfish now really all of those things are accurate (laughs) (laughs) you know you push the man to the brink of no return and now he's at the point where he's just like fuck it so after two weeks two weeks people two weeks and then he makes the comment that um you know Stassi you love to compare me to Jax the guy who did all these shitty things to you and she says I didn't do that today (laughs) and I was like okay so you didn't do it today but in the 14 days that y'all have been dating how many times have you done it Right, that's so awful. just awful. And then Frank's all like, "You need to get it together, or I'll give you an option of being here." Which honestly, I would not want anyone to speak to me that way. But like, boss move for him. And she's like, "Don't threaten me." And he's like, "I'm not. I'm telling you." I was like, "Dang, right, terrible." And then. The scene ends with her saying, God is trying to kill her because she's had to go through two breakups. The drama. (laughs) You've had to go through two breakups because you chose to go through two breakups. Exactly. Exactly. You only had to go through the one, which was perfectly reasonable. This one, that was all you. Extremely unnecessary. A little bit of him, but mostly you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we conclude this episode, episode six. Man, oh my gosh, one. But mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten to the juiciest parts. I feel like <laughs> no, I feel like these last two uh, episodes of season one are yeah top tier for sure. For oh sure. my gosh! So overall thoughts for this episode: Lisa is a goat. I love watching her call everybody out. It just It does something to me. She doesn't have as many opportunities to do that in later seasons. And Mm. so I just really like relish these moments that she gets to. 
and it's all very warranted. It's not like it's coming out of nowhere or doesn't make sense. Right, right. And I would say, like, what's the definition of a narcissist? Mm, I don't know, actually. You but basically someone of being a narcissist? No, like if you actually have narcissism, it's like a personality disorder. Like it's always there. Like you can learn how to manage it, but you can't ever like get rid of it. Oh. I think Stassi has a narcissistic personality disorder. I think she can learn to manage it. But yeah, I think she definitely has. I mean, just look at the way she's acted. It's no, she's narcissistic. I think she's just selfish. I think she just always focuses on her. I don't think she tries to like, she's not like a Tom Sandoval in my mind. Like he is like a whole other, like, I think she's just young and selfish. Okay. I can, I can get with that. I can get with that. Well, yeah, my overall thoughts were that Stassi is a narcissist, but we'll, I'll shift that to Stassi. Stassi is just young, selfish, and just controlling, you know, everybody, she, she is the sun and she wants mm-hmm. everyone to orbit around her. And if mm-hmm. they're not, she just explodes. Yeah. That is a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Perfectly. So as a reminder, or again, if you're new, welcome. Savage AF is where we give you our hot takes on each episode. So I would say that I didn't miss Sheena this episode. Mm-hmm. And I really just now realized that other than that random shot of her in the studio, which was enough damage to my ears. She was not in this episode at all. And I was like, hmm, this is maybe what the show would have been like if she hadn't been cast, which is interesting to me. Yeah, she was in that scene though with Stassi. Um, Oh, I forgot eating, but she didn't really do anything. (laughs) She was eating. So yes, um, Sheena is the deaf, as Evelyn Lozada would call it, she's a non-motherfucking factor in this first season. (laughs) Bitch. Yeah. Yeah, non-fucking factor. Um, in my Savage AF, as Destiny just pointed out, the way Frank spoke to Stassi was disrespectful, but was a fucking boss move to put Stassi mm-hmm. in place because she hasn't had anybody do that up until this point, mm-hmm. clearly. And she doesn't have anybody do that, I think, what, until like season three? Yeah, when her and Katie get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I don't even think she truly took that as seriously as she should have until, you know, it prolonged itself but anyway right out of here there we'll get there so yeah so that is it for this week friends we will be back next week with episode seven until then you can find us at savage reality podcast on instagram dm us if you have questions or email us at reality for savages at gmail.com also don't forget to rate review and subscribe to help the people find us stay tuned and we will see you next week bye sister peace